0: Caution. Learning in progress.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Smarter Every Season. I'm Nate Burnham. I'm going to be your host today. With me in the studio, I got Freya Watson.
0: Hey, everyone.
1: How are you doing today, Freya?
0: I am doing great.
1: I'm excited for this one. I am too. This one's going to be really fun. We're going to be talking about some cold calling.
0: I am glad. Like, I feel like this is going to help me in my life, not as a dealer, just learning about it. Right. I can't imagine how helpful it will be for dealers.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I did a little bit of cold calling before coming to Precision, and the first time I did it was terrifying. So I'm excited to learn more about it and see what I could have done better.
0: Yeah. Calling the doctor's office feels like cold calling to me, so this will be... This will be good.
1: It, it Honestly, it does. Before we jump into our topic of cold calling, we have an announcement to make.
0: An exciting one at that.
1: We are doing a giveaway here on the podcast. <laughs> the crowd goes crazy. <laughs> That's what Freya is trying to emulate here. Um, so we're giving away a grizzly cooler. I think we're also working on getting some other items.
0: Yes. I know there's a couple like tumblers that we've got. And, um, so we're going to do, we have the big cooler for like the big winner, mm-hmm. but there's several ways to like get into this drawing. Right. So main thing we're looking for is give us feedback at, um, smarter every season at precision That's our email address. Mm-hmm. And so things like. Ideas for episodes, like what do you want to hear about? We take a good guess and follow through on that for episode topics. But if there's something that you're like really wanting to hear about, we want to know. And then um, as well as like any other kind of feedback, like are the episodes too long, too short? What do you like about them? What don't you like about them? Any suggestions you have. One suggestion equals one entry.
1: Yeah, so when you email in, email your name and your dealership, mm-hmm. and then your ideas. For every idea, it's going to be one entry, um, and then feedback. Um, we may just do one entry for feedback. We haven't quite hammered all that down. Um, details but every, in progress. <laughs> yeah, details in progress, but um, we'll announce the winners uh, coming up in a couple episodes. And I do want to throw out there legitimate episode ideas. Yes. Count serious for every serious episode idea. Yeah. Um. Or topic. Yeah. Um. Will be a will be an entry. So we're excited. It'll be a couple episodes here, and we'll announce a winner. Yep. So, well, let's go ahead and bring on our first guest to talk about cold calling. Our first guest is going to be uh, Jason Cox. He is one of our RMs. So, Jason, how are you doing? Hey, we're doing good here. Awesome, Jason. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, uh, I've been precision planning, uh, almost three years. I cover, uh, East Kansas, East Oklahoma, uh, a little bit of the Southwest corner of Missouri and and prior to being here, I did a lot of cold calling, uh, in retail agronomy.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So a lot of experience that's near and dear to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not, you know, cold calling, it's not always a good time, but it is pretty necessary.
1: Absolutely. And then we also have Dusty Cruz. Dusty, how are we doing today?
3: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: We're doing well. We're doing well. It's a warm day back in Illinois. Yeah.
3: Good. Yeah. Good.
1: So, Dusty, where, where are you from? Tell me a little bit about your dealership. How many guys you got working with you, that kind of thing.
3: I'm from northeast Kansas. Um, we've been in the dealership here for about three years. So we we started fixing combines, and now we're in precision planting, and we got a couple guys on board, and really just getting her up and going.
1: Awesome, been a good experience so far.
3: It has been a great experience so far. Love to hear it.
0: Yeah.
1: So so Jason and and Dusty, why why do you guys cold call? Let's let's kind of hammer that out first.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think one of the one of the main things uh, or reasons somebody would cold call you know, need to drum up some business and and look for potential customers. Kind of hard to sell somebody something that they've already got. Right.
0: And my question in kind of on the same note as that um, is cold. Like we're talking about cold calling. There's that's not the only way to drum up new customers. Right. Because we've had other episodes about marketing and getting your name out there, but like, I'm guessing cold calling is going to be a little bit, maybe not better, but in my mind, you get immediate feedback, right? You're not like putting an ad out there and then waiting. I
2: would agree with that. I mean, you are taking it into your own hands, right? Mm-hmm. Results happen faster. Um, you know where you stand quicker, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Dusty, what about you? What When you think about cold calling, why do you cold call?
3: Uh, I guess the, the first thing we're doing is building a relationship with somebody that we maybe don't know at all or, or just kind of know their name. So it's, it's really just to walk on the farm and, and to get introduced, and it's firsthand information like you guys were talking there. We're, we're right there to, to meet this person and build this relationship.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned walking onto the farm. So is that the primary or the primary way that you cold call um, where you're like physically going to the farms or are you picking up a phone where you got maybe a reference from someone and say, hey, you need to give so-and-so a call? What, is it, what does it typically look like for you?
3: I will say from my experience, and Jason can add to this, um, we've called some guys. You know, farmers are very, very busy people. And when you call them on the phone, they, they've got their day planned and it, it doesn't always fit their schedule. but when we cold call and go onto to the farm and I guess they they either make time for us or they don't. So it seems like when we pull up there, they make time for us and and, and we just start that relationship.
2: I would I would say you know've done I've done a little bit of both. I mean I've tried calling guys you know, calling them, talking, talking to them about products in the past uh, or just showing up on a farm or, or calling them and trying to set up uh, a stop, you know. But at the end of the day, I've, I've, I'm with Betsy. Uh, You know, I found it to be better to just show up at the farm gate, introduce yourself, and, and try to show them that you can be a value to their operation.
0: Gotcha. Do you ever – so we talk, you've, you, we've You've mentioned um, calling on the phone and going to someone's actual farm or just showing up there. Um, now, this is a stereotype for older farmers being at the local coffee shop or my brother worked at an elevator and he had a couple that would literally spend several hours a day at the elevator because – That's where they've got all their information. Do you ever go anywhere else with the intention of like cold calling to drum up new business? That's not like specifically at a person's farm. Do you ever go anywhere else? Absolutely.
2: I've, I've, I've targeted coffee shops. I mean, (laughs) I've, I've went, I've went to coffee shops, uh, you know, some fertilizer plants would have, coffee tables, uh, I've went and, and hung out at uh, anywhere where there's going to be a, a large group of farmers. And the other thing, you know, when you think about cold calling, I think most guys are just completely terrified or most people are terrified of the idea of just putting yourself out there. And, and it is, you are really putting yourself out there when you, when you go out cold calling, because odds are you're going to be rejected at some point or another, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're, They're not always going to welcome you with open arms, but probably nine times out of 10, uh, if you show up and you're there and you're trying to teach them, uh, and you're trying to bring them something that's going to help them and not just, they're trying to make a sale nine times out of 10 or, or, you know, closer to 10 out of 10, I think you'll be accepted. I mean, that's been my experience. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Talking about then stepping onto the farm, what type of things do you look for? Jason, you mentioned it's not necessarily just about selling something, um, but helping the farmer. So what type of things do you look for to kind of start that conversation?
2: I think initially, uh, whenever I step onto a farm, to make things a better or a smoother introduction, you know, people like to be complimented. So if you can step onto the farm and if you can see something that they're doing right and give them a compliment. If, if crops are, are in the ground and they're up, if you can say, Hey, you know, that looks great. How long has this farm been in, you know, in your family? It doesn't need to be a salesy conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what needs to happen is, you know, you go in, you're nice. And then it transitions into, uh, you, know, you tell them that, that you are there with precision planting and you would like the opportunity to, to maybe look at their plan or maybe you go over and see if there's some things you could do, uh, Look for maintenance issues and stuff like that. I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of luck. I think Dusty, you could probably speak to that. I mean, uh, whenever we went out cold calling together,
3: I agree. A good smooth introduction is is good, and and then our our conversation always tries to get led towards the planner. Mm-hmm. So. The first thing I look for and listen for is a dog. I let Jason get out first. If I hear the dog come up, I'll just pull tight and pick up a little, <laughs> a little yeah. bit longer.
1: Yeah, those are kind of a 50 50 chance of whether it's going to be super sweet or uh, protective.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah we'll totally. let
3: Jason figure that out.
2: <laughs> yeah I've, I've I've had one bad i've had one bad situation with
1: that but... yeah my father in law was a was a mail carrier for a little while and he said the worst thing you could ever hear is a dog barking
3: so, <laughs> yep
1: um so so once you kind of start that conversation around the planner, how do you then take it into a a direction of hey, you know I did notice this what if what if we did this that could possibly help you next season
2: um well you know, like I said, what, what we're looking for a lot of times, you know, just doing a, a routine planner inspection that I know a lot of you guys are already doing. Uh, but, you know, we'd go through and we'd, we'd find issues and then talk about what that could be costing them on their operation. And I know a lot of the dealers and now precision planning, we are offering some of those wear parts. Uh, but, I mean, just talking about general maintenance needs, and then you can you can turn that conversation into you know maybe not that time maybe it's the next time you come to the farm like said, we're not there just trying to make a sale mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times you know after after maybe that initial visit uh, then when you're back you can talk about other products for instance uh, that could help them like Delta Force or uh, you know VSET V Drive and just, just to eliminate some of those potential problems they have if, if their operation could benefit from it.
1: Gotcha. Do they ever kind of start that conversation of like, well, tell me a little bit about Precision, or, or what's maybe the percentage of people who kind of already know about Precision and what our offerings are? How does that conversation usually go when you finally get there?
2: Well, I think it generally goes pretty well. Dusty, what it, I, I want to I hear what Dusty has to think on that. Yeah.
3: Well, I feel like in our area, this is just, me speaking um we've been on a handful of farms where they know what precision is but i feel like we've probably been on too many that they don't know enough about us so whatever we have to do to get that changed would be would be great but uh yeah i i mean the guys that know about us are they're interested in what we have and and just showing them the it's the fine adjustments of the planner that are going to make the agronomic difference in the end and that's we're just trying to show them some of those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We do have in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a episode on marketing, so yeah. be sure to turn into sure that. You and get your get your name out a little better yeah. in the in the area. It's going to be a good one. Anyways, someone was starting to say something.
2: Oh, I would say I, I absolutely what what Dusty was saying, but you know, I would say there's at least fifty percent of the people that I've went and talked to, and we'll be talking about those components and whenever you start talking about uh downforce and, and when what they're using currently they'll say something to the effect of well you guys have an option and you know uh, and then that opens a door very easily opens the door and i and i don't have a problem talking about products when they're asking about them on that initial visit mm-hmm. uh, so like i said it's it's about 50 50 i would say on if they bring up uh the precision components that A lot of times, like I said earlier, I think it's about teaching them, uh, trying to show them something and, and not, not worrying about making a sale the first day, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, starting the relationship, starting that customer partnership, uh, because they don't, they don't know you from anyone. Right. You know, so I feel like there is, there is a little bit of a time there where you're going to have to try to earn some trust and, you know, that's one problem that's never going away is maintenance, Right. Right.
0: So you get on the farm, you talk to somebody. Let's say you have one guy, let's go two different roads. One guy's super hesitant or like just not not as receptive. And you have somebody else who knows about precision and is interested in this product or that product, Delta Force, uh, V set, whatever. Yep. Um in each, each situation, what does the follow-up look like for this person who's hesitant to open up and kind of talk to you and the person who's like, wants information? I assume one's way easier than the other.
2: Well, absolutely. So if, somebody's, if somebody is asking for it, well, then you, you don't, I mean, there's no reason to let off the throttle, right? I yep. mean, feed them as much information and, and teach them as much as uh, they're willing to learn and and you can talk to them about the product, but, uh, the other, the other situation where maybe you don't feel overly welcome, it might be because you're not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I said, in, in that situation, I feel like the, the best move is you just say, Hey, Nate, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. It was really nice to meet you. Um, I'll be back in the area probably in a week or two. Uh, I'll, I'll probably just swing by and say hi then. You know, you, you, I think the the thing to do is you don't give up on the other guy because it's more difficult, but you also give them more time to grow the relationship. See what I'm saying? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Give them more time. You know, the more times they see your face, and it's not a bad experience, it's a good experience. You're bringing them knowledge. You're you're trying to show them something. You're helpful. Eventually, a lot of those people come around.
0: Mm -hmm. Anything to add to that, Dusty?
2: I would
3: agree with just don't be pushy with them. That guy that's hesitant, there's there's no reason to get aggressive with them. Just come back or or a good introduction is good enough. You know we got some signs and stuff out there. They hear about us on the radio now. Now they're starting to know. They know we're around. And that guy that's digging for knowledge, I mean, educate them on the product he's interested in. And I guess one of the biggest things that I've learned out of cold calling is they 're gonna ask you what it costs. be prepared to tell them you'll get them a quote. I guess you got you gotta educate them on why it costs what it costs and in the first date, not the re, not the time for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to kind of jump a little bit into the initial meeting of you know of the cold call. How do you establish your credibility with someone that you've never met before? Like what does that look like? because we've all been in a situation where somebody tries to teach you something that clearly knows nothing about it and usually it's the first time meeting that person. Um, So how do you kind of establish, hey, you know, I wanna talk to you about this, and it is something that I'm knowledgeable about. Dusty, why don't we start with you?
3: Start with me? I was gonna send Jason first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do we establish that credibility? I guess I think the biggest thing is, speak a little bit with confidence, and don't, don't try to baffle anybody when we walk out there, I, we've got some training aids and some things to show them. We're just, we're there to educate them. Don't push that type of deal. Be personable. All those types of things I help, I think really help you get started with them. It is, I come from a teaching background, I guess. So I've, I've been in a situation there to, to speak with new people and deal with different instances. Some of the things I learned there just just help you drive that conversation, I guess. So be comfortable. Don't be nervous about it. Uh, You know what you're doing. You stopped on that farm for a reason. Um, Let's talk to them about precision planning and and make it a great first experience.
1: Awesome. Jason, what about you?
2: Um, Well, I mean, another, just something else to think about is, and, and I'm not speaking to any dealer in specific. You know, when you show up on that farm, a lot, of, and you don't know, you don't know that person. That person doesn't know you. People are likely to judge a book by its cover, so I would say, you know, make sure you. You know, I think a collared shirt is a good is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, look presentable. I'm guilty of this. You know, if you can wash your truck, you know, I think what Dusty said though, being confident. You know, come up with. It, it makes sense to to have a little bit know a little bit, rehearse even mm-hmm. what you might say initially when you get there. Right. Hi, my name is Jason Cox. I work for Precision Planting. I'm here in the area. I just thought I would stop in, but like having a a bio that you can spit out to somebody on on initially uh, on the initial introduction, I think makes a lot of sense. And uh, like I said, being confident and not being afraid to go up and talk. to them.
1: Um, do you guys use like personal stories very often?
2: Um, you know, I, I I do use personal stories of things that I've seen in the field that have cost people. You know, that have cost other growers money. Uh, I, I will talk about that. I'll touch on that stuff. You know, and I think that I think anytime you can use a story like that, it does. You know, it, it helps with credibility. Um, but I mean, I think the biggest thing at the end of the day like we talked about earlier is just making yourself go on a cold call Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's the key to it just actually doing it
3: i agree with that and it feels like it's easier to do it with somebody i feel like the power of two really really makes it easier and one thing we do after every stop is me and Jason, we graded, I guess, if you will. How do you feel it went? What What did you learn? What could you do better? I mean, I feel like that's probably a pretty important step too because that, that helps the next stop get a little easier. Hey, maybe do this a little bit different. Or So we're we're pretty hard on each other on, on just grading how the stop went, I guess,
1: if you will. Just getting out and doing it is going to be the biggest key in getting over the fear of doing it.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I trembled the first time we did, did them. And, uh, I don't say I do it with ease now, but I'm not, I'm not where I was when we started doing it. I told Jason he was crazy the first time. What are you putting me through? (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's opposite of that now.
0: That's awesome. Is there anything other than Jason being there with you or, a partner in crime for for making these cold calls. Is there anything else that helped you like step out there and and go to the first one? Was there anything that you did to prepare or anything like that that helped?
3: I got some good training aids. I like I said before I was an instructor at a college there, so it always seemed to me the good training aids really got the point across and in preparation. Be prepared for what you're going to do, and and do a good job at it. I guess would say would be a couple other things that
2: helped. I was I was say I think also, and you guys may be planning on touching on this, but um, I don't think we mentioned this, but I do think it is a really good idea uh, to have a notebook or something. And if you're not doing it on the fly, you know, at the end of the day it's good to make a note of when you stop by that farm and some notes about that operation. Absolutely. You know, whether it be the kind of equipment they have, uh, who you talk to, when you talk to them, you know, where that farm's located. I mean, cause if you're not recording any of the data mm-hmm. that, that you're, you're getting, you're shooting yourself in the foot.
3: Right. I do agree with that. A good log, a good log of the day's event. Definitely. is something to look back on and help in the future.
1: And make sure you note down any uh any dogs you got to be wary of.
3: <laughs> yeah, <That's> yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't forget that.
0: So I wanted to swing back around to coffee shops, um, places where it's not just a single farmer, like more of um, to talk to different networking people. networking more of yeah. So coffee shops, um, places that are more like networking where you're in a group or a crowd, like how can you make that an opportunity for making a new relationship? You had said, I don't know if you said it exactly on this podcast, but in previous conversations, you had said, you look at like what is around the farm um, complementing their crops. If they ha- have a, a sports team or like they really big Hawkeye fans mm-hmm. uh, getting them just to open up about something. How, how do you enter into a conversation when you know nothing about the person other than maybe they're wearing a shirt that's got a precision planting logo on it? Not that they would be wearing that, but something like that.
2: Well, that, that that would be a blessing though, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think about, you know, going to the coffee shops and generally, you know, we, my grandpa used to go to, he was a farmer, he used to go to coffee shops, uh, you know, every morning he'd be in the coffee shop and sitting around and he called it the liar's table, you know? Uh, but you go to that table cause there's one in, in most towns, there's the coffee shop wherever everybody's at and you go there and you just buy everybody's coffee. What's that cost? Okay. And it generally sparks uh, conversation, but you don't do it you know, to me. You need to be branded. You need to have Precision Planning uh, logo. You know, if you've got the logo on your shirt, whatever your business is, uh, you know, like with Dusty Cruising Repair, you know, we're in Precision Planning uh, logo as well. And you go in there, you buy everybody's coffee, and you start having conversations with people. You know, most of the time, uh, farmers they welcome a conversation. They like to talk about their operations. Uh, most, of, you know, a lot of farmers they don't they don't have a lot of coworkers, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So um, another dealer I work with down by Wichita, uh, we went to the local uh, one of the local diners there. He'd never been to that diner before in his life, and. Uh, and I, I had neither. we decided we'd go there have lunch we're both wearing our logos we sat down uh, at a booth and there was a table a lot of farmers in the area were eating at and pretty soon they saw our logos and they started the conversation with us we left that restaurant we went to one of their operations and looked over their planner and, and, and got that guy a quote
1: wow that's fantastic
2: it's it's a you you can put yourself into situations like coffee shops or diners, the right ones. Maybe you haven't been in them. Maybe you don't know those people. Uh, but if you're not willing to go and try something different, to me that's crazy.
3: I do feel too. We sit here and say, you know, the farmers that we don't know, they might not know us either. So mm-hmm. even just explaining to them, hey, I'm a precision planting dealer. Have you heard or just just start that conversation even for, for as much as we don't know about them, they might not know about us either.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's a great point.
0: Yeah. And so a common theme I've been hearing and also relating it back to some other podcasts and books I've been reading lately. Um, When you're going into a conversation with, with anybody um, thinking about sales what you really want to have as an intention is what can you do for them? So you bought them a coffee, you ask about their farm, you you listen and pay attention to them and try to get them to talk about themselves. That's all like data points for you Mm -hmm. rather than thinking like walking onto this farm and I need to go make a sale.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, I think, you know, I think this is probably true with most of our dealers and uh, RMs. You know, we're trying to educate growers and, and we want to do stuff that's going to help their operations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. First off, um, is there anything that you guys feel like we've maybe missed that you wanted to cover? Go ahead, Dusty.
3: I don't think so. I would say from a dealer standpoint one of the reasons i inquired about being a dealer was precision Planting's willingness to educate i mean that's my first meeting with the precision planting group and and then to the test farm they are willing to educate and and i saw a lot of value in that so i just i think that's a a good feather in the hat there
1: awesome well, do you guys have any funny stories or interesting stories um, from a cold call that, that would be fun to share?
2: Uh, well, I mean, kind of like Dusty was saying earlier, uh, I do have uh, one time I was out cold calling and we go up a long driveway and they, they actually had silhouettes on either side of the driveway that that had been shot at. This guy from I guess up on his porch and been shooting down the driveway. Oh, and my. uh just you know, but that, I mean, it's still kinda funny. I think to myself, you know, that, that that might be just, you know, weird sense of humor. But pull up there, hop out of the truck, uh, nice farm, wonderful, wonderful farm, nice operation. Hop out of the truck and I turn around and there's a a schnauzer, not not a small one, a very large one. And he's very aggressive and, uh, and right on me. So, uh, luckily the farmer happened to be there handy and he, he screamed at at Vader, his dog, (laughs) and, uh, and, and got Vader off. And he he informed me that the dog had just put his son, uh, and in the, uh, ER a a week prior and and, and had to get multiple stitches. (laughs) So I kind of dodged a bullet there. That was that was one close call, and then, um, I, I've got I've got a lot of I got a lot of different stories, but uh, one story I had cold calling was prior to here. I I pulled into a farm, and beautiful farming operation. Uh, couldn't get any, a lot of times. What I like to do is I like to drive around, just drive around the shed, and you just hope that somebody will come out. Like if somebody will walk out. Uh, they walk out and then you can stop and you can have a conversation with them, you know. Uh, nobody, nobody came walking out. So I pulled up to the house. I walk up to the house, knock on the door, and uh, a guy answers and he's very rude, very, very unaccepting. And I asked him if he, if he was the guy that farmed it. He said no, it was his son. He had, he had retired and his son was farming it now. So, I said, okay, and he tried to shut the door. I said, well, can I get your son's phone number? Yeah, I guess you can have it. So he gives me his son's phone number. So on the way out the drive, I called the son. And again, uh, if it ran in the family, he was very grouchy. <laughs> and not very impressed, but I told him who I was, and I was in the area, and I wanted to meet him. At the time, I was, uh, like I said, in, in agronomy sales. It was prior to here. And uh, I will say this. I've had almost no one that is unhappy to see me whenever I'm there talking about precision planting. So, uh, that guy, he, he had, he had several, uh, choice words for me. You could tell he was having a a bad day. Uh, told me he was working on the dozer. Didn't have time for me. That's about the nicest way I can put it. (laughs) Hangs up the phone on me. Uh, the following week I was in the area again and, had been out there and called on everybody I could think of, and there was one person I hadn't called on, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give that guy a try again. Called him up, and he was so shocked that I called him back. Hmm. And he told me, he goes, if you can find me, I'll talk to you. <laughs> uh, he, he gave me directions on where he was at, and he said, when you go down this road, if you can look into the back of the field, just see the top of my dozer cab. He said, if you can make it back here, if you can find me and you can make it back here, I will talk to you. <laughs> I made it. I talked to him. We had a very good uh, very good discussion. He was super surprised that I ever tried to call back. The second time I went there, I walked in a sale of 350 bags of corn, uh, which is in a small order where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And uh, great relationship with the guy after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People have bad days. I guess my, my, my takeaway or, you know, my, my thought on that is, you know, when you're out cold calling, just because it may not go great that day doesn't mean the next day won't be better. Uh, you know, you, you kind of got to be a hammer. You got to be willing to just keep, keep trying and keep going.
1: Right. Nice. Yeah. You never know what else is going on in someone else's life aside from you showing up. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to come on and talk about this. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, Hey, like I said, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, having, thanks for having you us. Guys. Guys. Yeah.
0: Thank you for being here.
1: Well, I think that does it for us, but I do want to remind everyone that that giveaway has officially begun. So go ahead and get those ideas in for that free cooler um, details. I'm going to throw in the show notes along with that picture. And thank you for joining us on another episode of smarter every season.